Last time, you heard some audio from Corinth's trip to Boston, where she tracked down my old friend Paul. Broke his promise, didn't he? That we'd forgotten who dared Sarah to go into the mine? I can't say that I blame him, really. It's a long time to live with a secret. And like I said last time, you need to hear everything. But what he told Corinth led her down a rabbit hole of obsession. The 1885 mystery of Eliyahu Maynard. Local man disappears for 17 years, returns unharmed after cave-in. Corinth found all she could in the archives, which wasn't much. But she's a journalist and an internet wizard, and pretty soon she had another interview under her belt. This one takes a turn for the spooky. Get ready for some good old-fashioned supernatural 19th century lore, right here on Burgess Springs. After my discovery at the library, I spent some serious time trying to parse the diary pages of Eliyahu Maynard, but the paper was brittle and the handwriting barely legible. The best source of information, the only source, seemed to be the newspaper clipping. The article was short and to the point, with no attempt to rationalize any aspect of Maynard's reappearance. That he looked to have hardly aged, that he seemed to have no recollection of the previous 17 years, or that his only memories from just before the disappearance were of a ghostly white figure at the edge of the forest. This last detail gave me the creeps. I needed to know more. Luckily, I was in the library, which meant I had access to all their subscriptions, including Ancestry.com. With a little poking around and after a phone call to the county records office, I had a new contact, Eliyahu Maynard's great-granddaughter, a.k.a. Belinda Ransom. Hello? Hi. Is this Belinda Ransom? Yes, this is she. Belinda lives in Burgess Springs. Her family never left, she told me, and considers herself a local history buff. She was eager to talk with me to tell me all she knew about Eliyahu Maynard's disappearance. So we set up a coffee date at the Miss Elmira Cafe. Here is the article I was telling you about. Ah, a Maynard family legend. So you've heard of Eliyahu Maynard and his return. Of course I've heard of him. Do you think there's substance to the report? It's not just some newspaper editor trying to drum up sales. Great-granddaddy Maynard was as honest as they come. Or so the story goes. You never met him? Unfortunately, no. Died when his daughter, my grandmother, was just a kid. Say they found him in bed, clutching his bedclothes and eyes wide like he'd seen something terrifying. Sounds like a heart attack, if you ask me. According to the article... The morning your great-grandfather went into the mine, before he disappeared, he saw this ghostly white statuesque figure on the edge of the forest. Mmm. The Alabaster Witch. The what now? A Burgess Springs myth. She lives in the foothills all around here, supposedly. Settlers have been reporting sightings of her for over 200 years. So she's a local Bigfoot legend. Well, I don't know if I believe in Bigfoot, but... But you believe in this, this alabaster witch. I've never seen her myself. 
but no one in the Maynard line has gone near that mountain in two generations. Superstition. But I knew folks growing up. Old timers, you know. They said they'd seen her. Wandering the woods. Looking for children to gobble up. I don't know if this old lady believes in her anymore. But the little girl in me still does. Do you think she's still around? Now, you aren't going to go looking for her, are you? After her meeting with Belinda, Corinth called me up. She asked me if I'd ever heard of the Alabaster Witch. I hadn't then. I wish I never had. One of those legends that should have stayed dead. But Corinth was excited. She thought the story could have something behind it, a clue to the mystery. She wanted to talk to Sarah again, see if she remembered something from that night that might match Paul's description. And I, of course, agreed to go along. She recorded that, too. She recorded everything. The house where Jonathan and Sarah grew up is a bit of a ramshackle affair these days. In family photos, on the walls inside, the house is a pale green, but now much of the paint has chipped away, revealing brown clapboards underneath. I found myself wondering if Sarah was appalled by its state when she returned. Jonathan, we weren't expecting you. Who's your friend? That's Madeline and Robert Reed, Sarah's parents. Madeline is Jonathan's mother. Robert's his stepfather. They're... normal. This is Corinth. You've met before. Oh, right. At the... Yeah, we're actually just here to see Sarah. Yeah? What for? And what's all this stuff she's carrying? I'm a journalism student, Mr. Reed. Hmm. Student, huh? Aren't you a little old for that? I'm what you might call a non-traditional student. At BSEC, I took some time off after high school. I don't care what you are. You're not harassing my Sarah. And you, her own brother. She's been through enough as it is. Robert, let us through. Get out of my house. Out! Robert! Mr. Reed, we just want to give Sarah an opportunity to tell her story, in her own words. Yeah, you want her story. She's traumatized. She's got brain fog. She can't think straight. That's her story. And no lowlife brother of hers is going to milk it like some cash cow. Jesus, fine, we're going. Jonathan, wait a second. Madeline! Quiet, Rob. He's my son. Real class act you married there, Mom. Jonathan and Robert have never gotten along. And he was always protective of Sarah, even before, well... I see. Mrs. Reed, would you mind talking about what it's been like for you since Sarah came back? (laughs) Me? I thought you wanted to talk to Sarah. It might help in putting the picture together. Oh, gosh. Well, well, it's, it's been wonderful having her home. And stressful, too, of course. I, well, to tell the truth, we'd given up on her a long time ago. I never thought I'd see my baby again. I kept holding out hope that she would turn back up someday, that she'd been living out her life somewhere, and I'd see her on the street all grown up, and I'd know it was her. But she hasn't even grown up. She's still our little girl. You know, it wasn't at all like when you disappeared, Jonathan. What? What? Oh, I'm not surprised you don't remember it. It must have been very frightening for you. What are you talking about? 
you really don't remember? I know I've told you about this. Maybe you should just tell that story? Well, there isn't that much to tell. When Jonathan was six, his father took him hiking up in the hills. They were always doing stuff like that together. Boy stuff. Hiking and camping and... Mom. Well, anyway. One summer, you must have been six, I think? Sarah was only a little thing at the time. Your father picked you up from our house. I was already living with Robert. To go hiking. But then he came back without you. Totally panicked. Said he turned around for just a second. And then you were gone. Hang on. I disappeared? How long was I gone for? Jonathan, honey, you were gone for six days. And then, like magic, Deputy Wells found you. You were sitting at the opening to the dreadful mine, bawling your eyes out, but you were totally fine. Six days had gone and not a scratch on you, just missing your mom. It was another miracle. If there's one thing I know, it's that I've led a miraculous life. <laughs>